1: Welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky.
2: And I'm your co-host, Robert Bones Skolansky. Huh?
1: Bones. Okay, I'll be uh, Stephen Zombie Skolansky.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. There we go. That's a good one.
1: And, and just because we didn't have our very special guest last Halloween, we decided to email him and bring back Andy McKilfrish back to the show for Treehouse of That's horror my, before.
3: that's my treehouse of horror name.
1: Yeah, unless yes. you want, unless you want something different, I felt it fit your name really well. <laughs>
3: I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. You took the elf. You took the elf out and killed it.
2: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I
1: I thought I thought it just flowed really really well. Um. So yeah, we went with that. Well,
3: but this is what you. we call self congratulation over a joke. Yes, you have to you have to <laughs> kind of relax <laughs> after the joke is done. Yeah, the, you, you'll sprain your shoulder patting yourself in the back there. Yeah.
1: Well, welcome uh, back, Andy. We're glad glad you were able to uh, join us.
3: Well, thank you. I'm really happy yeah. to be here. I, I'm I, I like your guys' show, and uh, I had a lot of fun doing it last time. I just disappeared off the face of the earth while I was doing <laughs> that other show.
1: Yeah. Yes, I mean I heard it was like 180 some days, so that's a good chunk of time. Whew.
3: No, it was 180 episodes. 180 and episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was stupid.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, well, you got to do it for half a year.
2: Yes.
3: Um, You know, we did it. We compressed the schedule a lot. We did uh, six shows a day in the studio. Oh, my God. But it still took about four months to write it. So,
2: yeah.
3: you know. Wow. Making TV shows, what a pain.
2: I know that's
1: why podcasting so, seems a little bit easier. I don't know, maybe.
3: I put yeah. a lot of effort into my podcast. I don't know if you guys do. Oh, I'm I spend kidding. a lot. of I don't time. know if you've heard I, the podcast. I've, I've, no I've spent effort. a lot
2: of time doing research for our podcast.
3: Watching The Simpsons.
2: Yes, yes, that's it's hard work, Andy. <laughs> hard work watching The Simpsons every every well, chance you get.
3: Somebody's gonna got to do it, and no,
2: those Simpsons yeah. ain't gonna watch themselves. No, that's right. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead, Robert. Let's uh, yeah, so this this week, yeah. So this week, yeah. Uh, so this week we are doing uh, season five, episode five, our favorite type of Simpsons episodes, Treehouse of Horror. This is Treehouse of Horror number four. Um, this uh, aired actually three days before Halloween, uh, October twenty eighth, in nineteen ninety three. So uh, I, I I remember as a kid, I feel like they always. Did it on Halloween, but I guess I'm, I was not correct on that assumption. Yeah. Well, You know,
3: Halloween, Halloween. moves from uh, weekday to weekday.
2: Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. So, but they, as a kid, you're dumb, so, I mean.
3: <laughs> yeah, as a kid, that's a pretty interesting qualifier, but we'll move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I do like that they do it around Halloween. This, Yeah. Like, now, it's, you know, based on sports schedules and uh, the World Series, so you might get it, like, a couple weeks after Halloween, sometimes a week before yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Just depends on, uh, you know, how the World Series shakes out, which is kind of unfortunate, but
3: <clears throat> it is uh, not necessarily just that. I know that you know, you know, the first season of um, the Simpsons that everybody hated was done at Klasky uh, <laughs> um, which is the same studio that did the uh, Rocket Power, the show that uh, I did with my partner Michael Bloom, and the show just, you know, it's a James Brooks show, and while he runs a pretty tight ship he you know sometimes they just won't have a episode ready because it's not good enough mm. and uh so sometimes they will be late with the show because they try to get it into the schedule and they they've you know especially with treehouse of horror it's amazing they get them done because there's a lot more character design and oh, you yeah. know special uh, animation that they do that's interesting and cinematic and cool so
2: yeah. And, and and speaking of that, uh special animation every Treehouse of Horror, they like to pan over the Springfield cemetery. Um and uh this this year we get for the tombstones, uh Elvis, accept it. Yes, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis is dead. Um Do you guys they, are,
3: I mean, when I was a kid, that was such an unbelievably huge thing. And even as a kid, I'm like Of course people think Elvis is alive. He's the most impersonated man in history. Like if um, yeah. people dro- walked around dressed like uh, Napoleon, they'd be like Napoleon's alive.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel yeah. like Elvis over the course of, you know, the last 40 years is probably the most cosplayed person.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't Especially know if I'd in take Vegas. cosplay,
3: there's always that that creepy element of cosplay.
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like
1: him
3: you don't think and it's, some you furry. Don't think
1: it's cosplay, you think it's uh it's someone actually believing they're Elvis. Or I think city. there's a few of those.
2: Oh, had, I'm definitely, I, I'm sure.
1: Well, you were. I had Kevin Robert. at the. Uh,
3: <laughs> I had Kevin at the Elvis Museum for Elvis's birthday one time, and uh, for the Tonight Show, and we had a bunch of Elvis impersonators there, and like half of them were like, "Hey, there are times where you think you're Elvis," and I'm like, "No, there are not," <laughs> but he's like, you know, and these guys are like, "Oh, you just, I mean, women." fall all over you they just want that elvis i'm like what they want elvis <laughs> they don't want
2: i
1: mean yeah all right
2: uh, anyway the the next the next two i feel definitely go together for tombstones uh the first one is a balanced budget and the second tombstone is subtle political satire Definitely, yeah. definitely very intertwined there, because obviously, and, and even in 93, you know, I, I don't know how long that whole kind of side joke about a balanced budget for America has been going on. Obviously, especially in my lifetime, that's it's been a huge joke with Congress and not being able to balance the budget. But 93, I was only six, so I, that that probably in that time frame went way over my head.
3: I think in the comedy trade, they call these subtle political satire tombstone a, in case you missed it. Or as yeah. I like to say, they're not <laughs> funny if you don't explain them. So, yeah.
1: yeah, but to a um, six-year-old, it gets, I mean, I, I, I know I've read a few articles lately, because all of us that watch The Simpsons, you know, between the ages of, you know, five and 12, didn't get probably half the jokes that The Simpsons put out and they're kind of rehashing all now that we're all old, old enough to get these references <laughs> like i've read a lot of articles lately where they're like yeah these these are the jokes you might have missed as a as a little kid watching the simpsons
3: well i mean the thing is is it worth chasing some of these down like they don't really resonate you if you didn't get them right
1: no yeah <laughs> But I mean, it, there's something to be said about some of the some of the joke. Well, I guess some of them are more of the uh, sexual innuendos throughout these first, you know, five six seasons yeah. of The Simpsons. Yeah. That, you know, as or, kids, and if
3: you, you don't know, get one of those, it's called innuendo and out the other.
2: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, and I think I think my See, favorite- let me explain that joke and make it funny. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I think my favorite, my favorite tombstone uh, of of the of the ones that we've done so far is a t- tombstone that says "TV violence," which gets shot, which which gets shot up and starts to bleed. Um, I I find that hilarious, just because.
3: Yeah, um, and obviously, TV violence was not dead. Uh, oh God, no! By any <laughs> stretch <laughs> of the imagination, it was so much worse. Yes. And Fox was leading the way, as they do yes. in so many things.
2: Well, it's
1: just yeah. amazing how much violence and even, like, language and all of that has become, become more normal even nowadays, like on FX, TNT, like all these cable stations that used to air it all late at night, you know, when every, every, kids went to bed, now is basically normal. Yeah. And, well,
3: I as mean, their audience, at- <clears throat> as the audience ages and they can't stay up late, You know, like I'm just getting back from you know the 4:30 uh, specials at Caro's. I need to watch my violence. Then,
2: (laughs) I mean there there is just I mean there's there's just so much. I wouldn't say violent television, but you there's a ton of shows where like you know you have Law and Order, and I know Fox has like what is that nine one one. I know that's more natural disasters, but there's just there's just so Hmm. much on TV, anyways. It's never going out of control.
3: We're just watching Yellow Jackets. Kevin's like, you got to watch Yellow Jackets. i so we're watching. I'm like, this is a show about a girl's soccer team that gets in a crash and eats each other. I don't know.
2: Jesus. (laughs) It's
3: gone pretty far. I don't know where you, how you come back from that one.
2: Well, I just, I just, I, I've been watching the Peacemaker series, which is phenomenal, phenomenal show. And there's, of violence in that now that's more fantastical violence but it's still violence
1: yeah but hbo gets away with way that more than tv does
2: oh yeah is that
3: hbo no it's got to be um Oh, no, it no, it's
2: HBO. it is hbo max wow
3: well, what do you know about that yeah. it's a far cry from my the hbo max i show i did with the uh full bloom flower show <laughs>
2: <There> <laughs> yes. not a lot of well can't flower so flowers can be violent can't they
3: um listen, if you're going to team me up, you got to give me a premise I can work with.
2: Uh all right. Well, we'll move on to the couch. We actually get a couch gag for a for a Treehouse of Horror episode. This is awesome. Well, you know uh, what? Uh,
3: Technically this is a Halloween special. They yes. still haven't It's yeah, a Halloween is true. special for.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I it is kind of, I I was I didn't mention that, but yeah, I I thought it was still weird. I don't know. It's I mean, obviously we could look it up, but it's just fun knowing when all of a sudden the title changes to Trias of Horror. And... Uh, I want
2: to say six, but I'm probably wrong.
1: And, and the fact that they didn't start with one. I, yes. I was... <laughs> Trias Well, I think that one.
3: they were just... It's one of those things where you're like, hey, you know what? We could have made a joke about that. How did we miss it? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so... But uh, the and, you know, head... I, I, In <laughs> fact, the, assuming we're uh, making jokes, this is... I think this is like one of the last... Conan O'Brien uh, episodes, right? Do you guys um, know? Because he goes right into his show right after this.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's <clears throat> much in the way of Conan after this Treehouse of Horror.
2: No wonder this is my favorite Treehouse of Horror, Conan.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, Conan did some of the... I, I think Conan definitely did some of the best you know, writing for this show. It, I mean, obviously, a lot of writers end up moving on um, but you kind of have to. I mean, you kind of have mm-hmm. to, you know, give way for new writers and.
3: And plus, he had know. important work to do. I mean, hundreds of people watched his show when he was posting uh, late <laughs> night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's right, Mr. Leno over there. Yeah. Just, uh, drop that bomb. Oh, uh, but yeah, looking at looking at uh, the Simpsons. You're supposed
3: to support your guests, guys.
1: Oh right, right, go Leno!
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did like Leno's Man on the Street, but that was always fun.
3: I probably shot 250 of those.
2: <laughs> Oof, man. A lot of work. A lot of fun, though. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so-, so, so, so you
1: are right. This was Conan's last uh, writing credit. I don't guess I don't know if he did anything in the back end for, for The Simpsons after that. But yeah, this is the last episode oh. he got a writing credit, and it was actually only for the wraparounds. It wasn't for any of the particular episodes interesting within the within it
2: hmm
3: that explains the weak wraparounds
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh it'd be great if conan actually listened to our podcast and heard that but it'll never happen
3: no he's too busy oh. watching he's too busy watching old episodes of his own show
2: <laughs> uh, uh all the all the hundreds uh, of conan f- <laughs> yes <laughs> i know the- <laughs> All the hundreds of Conan's Conan O'Brien fans are fiercely writing to you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I heard uh, some of so, Team
3: Coco uh, got in a plane crash and they're all eating each other. So, <laughs> uh,
2: so the couch gag that was just so that episode. that was a callback,
3: so you'd have to keep that first comment. In.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, Perfect. okay. So the couch gag for this episode, uh, we get zombified Simpsons coming up through the floorboard and uh, sitting down. And of course, I mean it's a Halloween episode; you got to do something Halloweenish with, you know, Zombie Simpsons and uh we get the we get more spooky names from the, you know, uh executive producer stuff and whoever they put on the credits at the beginning of the episode.
0: Yeah.
2: Um so we start this episode with uh, Bart walking by paintings and he passes by Lisa in a version of the scream, uh Marge's shadow on the wall in the style of De Chirico. Uh Homer Um, which is Van Gogh's self portrait Maggie with melted pacifiers, which is a representation of Dali's persistence of memory. And then Homer chasing Bart, which is Escher's ascending and descending painting. Uh, I've never seen any of these paintings. Really? What? I've seen the scream. I've seen the scream. That's the only one I've seen.
3: So you, if it's not on a t-shirt, you haven't seen it.
2: (laughs) Correct. (laughs)
3: Wow, you've never seen *Persistence <laughs> of Memory* with all the melty clock faces?
2: Oh yeah, but, I have seen that. Yeah, 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 All right,
3: and then Escher's, you know, ascending and descending—that's part of his. Like, did you see I've seen *Labyrinth* with David Bowie yeah. and Stephanie yes. Zimbalist Jr.? Yes, well, I have. Those you have seen that painting? Then in that movie, they did—they did a few different oh. uh, Escher paintings in there.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's probably of all my Sims of all the Simpsons art, that's probably one of my favorite ones. I mean, that was that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, they're all. I they did a really good job with the uh, paintings. Um, and this is a parody of Rod Sterling's Night Gallery,
3: not Sterling, Sterling,
2: Sterling, Sterling. I added the T. <laughs> <All laughs> it's
3: right. like the L in Sklansky.
2: Slans- yes. yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Bart's like paintings, lifeless images rendered in colorful goop. At night, they take on lives of their own. They become portraits to hell, so scary and horrible and gruesome that Bart, you should warn people. This episode is very frightening, and maybe that's rather... your
3: that's your Marge.
1: Ah, i you a really <laughs> scratchy voice. <laughs> Bart, uh, I don't know. Uh, you should warn <laughs> these people. This episode is very frightening, and maybe they'd rather listen to that old War of the Worlds broadcast on NPR. Uh, that, that, uh, oh, that, I, I've heard recordings <laughs> of the War of the Worlds broadcast and I, I, I don't know. Andy, you weren't, you weren't obviously around for, for that, were you? I don't well, think,
3: thank you for that. I don't think you were around. <laughs> First either. of all, we skipped all, we skipped right over Rod Serling's Night Gallery. Oh, we were going gonna- yes, i've that. scene. No. That's his follow-up to The Twilight Zone, oh. and, uh, it is, you know, they basically, he would take you to, uh, a mysterious, exactly like this, you know, uh, black seamless background with paintings hanging. And then he'd say, This painting. And then you would, it would take you into the episode. It was just a way of doing, um, you know, wraparounds or, or uh, setups. Yeah. And the show is surprisingly funny. There's a funny one, like John Aston, who played, you know, um, Gomez Adams in uh, the Adams family and is Sean Aston's dad. Okay. He does one where he's a hippie and he gets in a in a car crash and he wakes up in this room that is all this like tacky mid-century modern furniture it's like man this place is square and <laughs> everything about it and then there's like cheesy Montovani, which is like a you know the longine symphonette it's like these cheesy orchestra music okay. starts playing on a record player and he looks at the record player and there's a stack of records on it that stretches up into infinity Okay. like it's really funny like it's clever and and ironic and good because he didn't have to do 42 episodes a year like he did on twilight zone okay a lot of fun to be had there
2: yeah yeah the war of the worlds uh bit that that was pretty cool i i i love the fact that uh many many people actually believe that uh that actually was happening as um orwell was reading it
3: yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, they, you know, breaking that fourth wall on radio, turns mm-hmm. out not a great idea. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I mean, did they have, well, they didn't they have TV-based shows or like scripted shows on radio back then or not really? Was it more just... No, TV-based?
3: they had a lot of scripted shows. I mean, yeah. the, the most popular shows were scripted, a lot of comedy from uh, Fred Allen to uh, Jack Benny, but all of the dramas like CBS radio theater which i think this was it was either that or playhouse cbs playhouse but cbs was also like the had the best news oh god gotcha. and when they're doing a a show and say ladies and gentlemen we interrupt this broadcast that's how they would mm-hmm. interrupt a broadcast with the news mm-hmm. and uh it's pretty great i mean it's you know orson wells <laughs> is such a sly oh yeah fox he's a pretty crazy guy mm-hmm. and uh i I just love that, but evidently there were a lot fewer people people actually fooled by it than you know oh. it was played up to be that was also part of his uh plan was to really hype that,
2: oh gotcha, okay so and apparently they're doing this warning in a theater because Marge says she's gonna get earrings at a at the gift shop, and I don't know any no no, she's that. at
3: a museum, she's at a yeah. museum.
2: Okay, I suppose museums have gift shops, too. They all
3: have gift shops. Have you not seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? The the Banksy story? No. No. I'm not very cultured. Oh, I get it. No, I'm sorry. You haven't been to a museum. Museums are those places. You're like, I have never seen a painting, and I have never seen a gift shop. I'm like, well, that can only mean one thing.
2: See, I I live under a rock.
1: See, I'm lucky. I have a wife that loves going to museums, so I kind of have to go. So.
2: I've been to a and couple of museums in my life. This so too that that place
3: that has all the books and postcards in it
2: isn't that a library?
3: That's like, that's a gift <laughs> shop. Oh, it's the only thing that doesn't have a little card next to it explaining what it is.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay, now that makes sense. Um, so uh, Bart starts talking about our first story. Yeah, uh, about uh, the devil painting behind him, and I love right as he's about to say the devil, Maggie takes her pacifier and shoves it in his mouth to to get him to shut up. That was yeah. that was really funny, but uh, so we go on into our. first Do You know story. what that's a
3: reference to the. You ever hear the expression "speak of the devil"?
2: Yes, yes, I have.
3: It's, it's "speak of the devil" and the devil appears, and so she yes. does that. And it's just right. a dumb reference.
1: Oh, okay, all right. That's okay. That's. that's all right. Did not you guys don't care. That. This no, when you, I, I when, you go, no, when you when you hem care. and haw that like was, that, <laughs> no, that was it's you
3: writing mean. like cut that part out.
1: No, I honestly that's that's a good pull. I did not. Uh, I, did not no, I didn't know cross that either. My mind. Oh. Um,
3: so, so that's why when somebody shows up, you say "Speak of the Devil," and it's oh, you know yeah. like you were talking about them.
1: Yeah, I hate when people show up when you're talking about them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we get our first. Listen, I could easily not show up if that's what you. I was like, "Where's Andy?" And then I get this random email. Where's the link? I'm like, oh, <laughs> must have I know
3: me. you sent the link. I sent the email when you sent the link. Oh, <laughs> and then I got the link. <laughs> uh,
1: speak of the devil. All right. Uh, so the first story we got: Devil and the and Homer Simpson. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> we get uh, Homer starting the episode. Uh, he's at a modeling show that features uh, donuts. Um, I so want to be like, at that show, a, a,
2: catwalk. <laughs> a catwalk. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, I want to be at that show where they're they're modeling donuts.
1: Yeah, we got a rat. I think there was a raspberry, uh, raspberry cream one was or raspberry cream was the first one he was looking at. Yep. Not a big fan of raspberry, but the donut looked pretty good. And uh, we're gonna rate the
3: donuts in the in the donut. Fashion show, parody. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, there's only we can, one donut, yeah, so I only mean, got to see one donut. I mean, it's pretty sad. right, but
3: it's like you can't <laughs> taste them, and they're animated.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we do realize at the end of this episode, Homer does eat his. Okay, we won't get there yet. Oh,
2: know, spoiler, spoiler alert!
0: Jeepers!
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, Homer wakes up to no more donuts at the uh, at the plant. Because you know Lenny and Carl ate the last of the donuts. Uh, they did not also, eat the
2: last of the donuts. They also threw donuts at Abe Simpson, <laughs> and,
1: mm-hmm. and he gets Seagull. chased by pecking seagulls. That was that's great. Huh. I just I love how Abe's just hanging out at the nuclear power plant. Just wanted to see where uh, Homer was working. I guess.
3: Are you underlining <clears throat> the lack of realism in an animated TV show? <laughs>
2: Also, this um, is a Halloween episode, Steve. Yeah, yeah just, it's not
3: part of canon.
2: Yeah. So, See, thank you, Andy. Thank you. Um, some of it is.
1: Some of it can be. Some of it can be. Oh which, man. Which, which <laughs> wait, I don't know if it's. Don't
3: this destroy episode. his dreams is what he's saying to us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes it is. Um,
1: but I, I, I do think it is kind of funny at so, some points in the Simpsons where just random characters show up just for for gags for just for, for a gag. Reason. That's, that's that's my, what favorite, my thought, favorite that's
2: go ahead i was gonna say that's what we call a throwaway gag yeah. <laughs>
3: yes or one-off and and my favorite in all of the simpsons is when um homer uh has gets close to having an affair with the country singer
2: yep oh yes
3: In order to break up with her, he writes down his uh, thoughts on his hand, and then there's a guy coming the other way with a giant hand and a huge speech written on it. It's so stupid. It's unbelievable.
1: Uh, He must work at the nuclear power plant, too.
3: Mm -hmm. Probably got the hand there.
1: Exactly. Uh, uh, So I guess it was crows, not seagulls, attacking uh, Abe Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how he thinks they're attacking him because he's dead, because they think he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Crow's, like, attacking the dead. or Thanks for the explaining out. the joke. Yep.
3: You know, they're pecking at him as if he is a dead corpse. Yes. yes. Or a corpse. Or dead. Either <laughs> one. Or three.
1: It, we never know how close to the grave Abe Simpson really is, though.
3: You know, he's he's got that melted ice cream cone look of the very, very aged. <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll use it. But um, it's also it could it could be a birds reference, the birds.
2: Oh yeah, it uh,
1: could yeah. be
3: cuz you know that, crows.
1: Yeah, they yes. do that later on. I can't remember which episode, but the my, the best part is when Hans Molman's in the phone booth and the birds are attacking it. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's a regular episode or a tree. I feel like that's treehouse, but I'm not entirely sure, but that is a very fun
3: It's got to be. It poor Moleman. Yeah.
1: yeah, I yeah. I feel like it has to be. Yeah. But yeah, He so bounces because,
2: back though. Hans Moman always bounces back.
1: Yep. Yeah. The invincible Hans Moman who's only 31 years old. It doesn't look it. At... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Alcohol? Alcohol All right. So by. we've made it
3: all the way through the Abe Simpson being attacked by birds. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Uh, That's so what we did then. for us. So Homer... It's been a half hour and we're
3: about a minute and a half into the episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, so we come to Homer Simpson
1: who uh, uh, has himself remain calm and to remember his training. And then opens up a book titled Emergency Procedures, where he cut a hole and uh, some pages out and left himself a note that reads, Dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut, signed Homer.
2: Damn it, that guy's always one step ahead of me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then Homer decides to say he would sell his soul for a donut, and we get the first appearance of Devil Flanders.
2: It's always the ones you least expect.
1: Yep. and I, but I, did I, you
3: have you guys seen Fantasia, the Disney yep. movie? Yes.
1: Oh, God, it's
2: been so that's long.
3: That's what he's modeled so But that's who he's modeled after.
1: Oh, the devil from that. He
3: looks like the devil in Fantasia. Yeah. yeah. That's just a reference. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um,
1: no, I, I guess I'll have to go back. I mean, the, obviously, the most famous Fantasia scene is just the Mickey Mouse with the barrels and the, the brooms. Everything else I feel like I've completely forgotten <laughs> from that movie. You
3: remember the hippos and tutus? Don't you?
1: Yeah, vaguely.
3: All right, well they they just ruined it for me. <laughs> Sorry. <on>. Yes,
1: Andy, <laughs> I do <too> remember <laughs> Uh but yeah, so uh Flanders talks about uh how people want to sell their soul without thinking about the ramifications as Homer himself uh has a donut or not. Um as he's you know signing and
2: eating the donut. As he's yeah. eating
1: the donut, yes. And I like how uh, Flanders hands up the pen. He's like, careful, hot pen. And it just bursts into flames.
2: Um, That's fantastic.
1: I don't think I've ever wanted to sell my soul for anything super crazy. I mean, not necessarily a donut. Lots of money, yes, but I don't know if a donut is high on my list of wanting to sell my soul for it.
3: But remember,
2: this is Homer, so... Well, I
3: I didn't know that we'd get into a metaphorical discussion of actual soul selling. (laughs) Uh, But I guess... Which is uh, weird,
2: because we don't have souls, so, I mean... No, we don't.
3: Yeah, I think all the Team Coco guys... The Team Coco guys I insulted (laughs) would be like, well, he sold his soul when he worked for Leno, so...
1: (laughs) So, Flanders gets, uh, you know, Homer's, you know, uh, trying to eat the donut. He's like, you know, once you finish that donut, your soul is mine. Like, wait.
2: Well you don't... skipped a, you skipped a part. What's that? You skipped Burns and Smithers watching them.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. Burns and Smithers, yeah, they're watching the the TVs yeah. and uh Burns asks, Who's that goat legged fellow? I like the cut of his jib. And Smithers uh response, Oh, he's the Prince of Darkness. And he's your eleven o'clock.
2: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot of I sense. I love that.
3: Yeah. I love those cutaways too. Uh yeah the evil mr burns yeah you know,
1: and that's how he got all of his money obviously double flanders but it's just funny that they <laughs> didn't keep keep going with the, the the devil look that they previously alluded to in the simpsons they yeah
2: know, but this is this is a treehouse of horror episode yeah but wasn't mm. the
1: devil in one of the earlier treehouses of well flanders? there was a picture
2: of the devil giving burns money
1: yeah so I guess I really haven't, I, mean, I guess all the other, all the other devils were real in this one. So this one's, uh, although the devil could appear as, as he pleases. So, you know,
3: I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. the devil is modeled after a walking and talking goat. So yeah. Yeah. as long as you get the horns <laughs> and the tail and the, and the eyeballs, you're good to go and the, and the hooves.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So the demon from hell shows up with a donut and his apron reads hell's kitchen. That's fantastic. A
3: terrible pun. Terrible. It's fantastic. I love it. it. It's the greatest (laughs) joke in the show.
2: So and then then
1: Gordon Ramsay steals it.
2: Yeah, you know. Well, that's where Gordon Ramsay got that from. Got it. Stole it
1: from The Simpsons. Obviously.
3: No, you don't want that guy yelling at you, so I'd I'd cut that joke out. (laughs)
1: Uh, As long as we're not talking about food, I think we're fine, right?
2: Oh, well, we we are talking about donuts. Oh, shit. We are so. talking about food. Damn
1: it! All right. Uh, so Flanders is obviously trying to tell Homer that once he finishes the donut, the devil gets his soul. But Homer interrupts and asks, "Well, if I don't finish the donut, you don't get my soul, do you?" It's like, "Well, I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than the devil." And Flanders, you know, does his big uh, exploding body transformation. It's like, "You are not smarter than me." And so this
2: is, uh, so the, the demon, he, he transforms into the demon Chernabog, which is yeah. uh, from A Night on the Bald Mountain segment from Fantasia.
3: Yeah, that's where he looks like the guy. And yeah. Night of Bald Mountain is, uh, it's very dark. You've, you've heard that song. I'm not going to sing it for you. We don't have the okay. rights to it. I can only do no. this three nights.
2: We, we don't want to get sued.
1: <laughs> Wait, isn't it 10 seconds or is it actually three seconds?
3: I don't know. You don't know. I gotta gotta start paying attention to the fine print in this business. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I thought I looked it up once and I thought it was 10 seconds, but I guess I could be wrong.
2: Um, I I believe it is 10 seconds, but...
3: Gosh, if only there were some sort of research tool easily at hand on
0: our
2: computers Eh. that would allow us to find the... Yeah, we'll we'll guesstimate. It's fine. Um, Okay.
1: But yeah, the devil says he will see Homer Simpson in hell yet. And Homer's like, yeah, not likely, and he puts his donut in his shirt pocket. <laughs> uh, but obviously, Homer can't stay uh, full for long, and he gets up in the middle of the night for a late night snack, and he goes for the soul donut. And I love this line, mm, <laughs> forbidden donut. <laughs> and, obviously- and
3: I mean, literally, he could have taken that donut and put it down the garbage disposal and gotten another donut, and <laughs> would yes, have been yes, fine. He could
0: have-
1: uh yes, yeah. But, but Yeah, but Homer is dumb. <laughs> we, yeah, Homer is dumb, but unfortunately we needed a way to push the story along too so he decided to keep the donut for, you know, Devil Flanders' sake. And uh Flanders shows up uh for, and a portal from hell opens. Oh wait, I'm sorry. He eats the donut. Yes. Cuz, you know, and then Flanders shows up finishing something. <laughs> and <laughs> You know the kids show up. Marge is ho- shows up. Homer, did you eat your <laughs> that donut? No.
2: <laughs> and then I, just love the casual way that when the kids come down, uh, Devil Flanders just casually says hello to Bart, and Bart is "It was like, hey, what's up?" Yeah, because we yeah, all they've know already, Bart's
3: They've thing. already met in that form.
1: Yep. Yes, they have. He's a spawn <clears throat> of Satan.
2: Hmm. And so. Uh, uh, so now uh you know um Lisa wants to save Homer's uh life or soul and asks about the right to a fair trial. <laughs>
1: well, yes.
3: Which is from I mean it's The Devil and Daniel Webster is what this is based on. Okay. Which is a it's a movie. It's originally a uh um you know, it's originally a story, a book, but uh that's what you know there is a reference to to this, so okay, that's why they go to a trial. That's what makes it believable to those of us who have actually read books.
2: Yes, what's a book?
3: <laughs> you buy them in museum gift shops.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's what my my uh, library app on my phone is for. I don't need to go to libraries no more.
3: You kids and your <laughs> fancy pocket computers.
2: <laughs> hey, man, I got sick of them paper cuts. How are you getting paper cuts yeah. reading a book? Because uh, they don't like come with instructions through... <laughs> on how to turn the pages. Aggressive
1: page turning, that's how. Wow. Well, oh,
2: God.
3: I guess uh, Dan Brown sent you to the hospital. He did um, <laughs> the uh, Da Vinci Code for those of... Because every, pa- every chapter, he has three-page chapters, every chapter ends oh. with, and what happened next would change the course of mankind. And then you turn the page and it's like, the milk smelled a little sour, but he continued
1: to drink it. Like,
3: it's just that nothing happened.
2: Uh,
1: Your typical page turning book.
2: Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, All so right. Lisa asks for a fair trial and uh, Flanders is upset because, you know, the American justice system. He's like, this is much easier in Mexico.
1: Oof.
2: <laughs> Tough. Which, which I don't, I, I guess I've never... Red Mexico. I don't know if Mexico has a constitution. I'm assuming they do.
1: Yes, they have. Laws. Yes, they do. What do you mean? <laughs>
3: like it's you can a have laws without a constitution. <laughs> it's a democratic republic. They have states. They have. They vote. Yeah. Oh my I, god.
1: Th- I think the reference is more to the prison system of Mexico and, and what. Uh, it's
2: more done. to the like that the, the justice system, system. is corrupt, yes. and you can yes. just do what you want. Yes. Um, and so, you know, Flanders agrees to the trial, but, uh, Homer has to spend the day in hell. And I love how he turns this pitchfork into a plunger to get Homer to go down the portal. Cause he's too fat. I love it. Um, uh, so we get, uh, you know, Homer falls through the portal and he lands on a conveyor belt. He's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then a demon just chops him up into pieces. And I love the fact that the demon takes the lips, Homer's lips and his shoes and puts it, puts it in a barrel or a bucket labeled hot dog meat. Because yep. that's what hot dogs are made of. Homer Simpson. Yep. And shoes.
1: <laughs> lips and assholes. Yep.
2: yep. Uh, and so now we go to uh, Hell Labs' Ironic Punishment Division. Uh, where Homer is forced to eat donuts. All, all the donuts in the world. And uh, he enjoys it. And this scene is a parody of the Mary Melodies cartoon... Pigs is pigs, which I've never seen.
1: Really, that's a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty famous yeah. bit. I, God, I remember watching. Was that black and white, or was that an actually a color episode of Mary Melodies?
3: I remember everything in color.
1: Yeah, okay. that's how I work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no. It's now kinda... this is
3: also a reference. You know, in, in Dante's Inferno, they there is a, a punishment called a contrapasso, where the punishment is in the form of the sin.
2: Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so
3: that's what they're doing. But yep. that's also the pigs as pigs, you know, that's where they took it.
1: Yep. And I yep. actually have the Homer Simpson the fat Homer Simpson uh it's like a not a plush toy, but it was like one of those uh uh what you squeeze your hand to exercise it, like stress balls. Mm-hmm. And uh it's the Homer Simpson fat sitting in the chair stuff with donuts, and my kid once asked, he's like uh, what's home, what, why is Homer Simpson so big? And I explained this scene to him, and now every time he sees that stupid thing, he's like, "Homer ate all the donuts." I'm like, yes, Homer ate all the donuts. Uh, like uh, father, like son. Yeah, think about yeah. it, won't you? I, yeah.
3: I, 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 man,
1: I, my, my kid is definitely starting to recognize Simpsons and my my Simpsons collection a lot more. I got the Simpsons arcade one up machine in my bedroom, and he likes you know, playing on that and my wife still thinks he's too young to to watch episodes. But I'm like, eh, he knows the characters already. What's the what's the harm in letting him watch an episode? Hmm. All of them.
3: Hmm. 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 This is me not <laughs> commenting on your parenting.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, oh god. Uh, <laughs> so I do I, I, I didn't understand this huh. reference. <laughs> I didn't understand this next reference. Uh, so the demon doesn't understand what's going on. He goes, I don't understand. James Coco went mad in 15 minutes. And the reason I don't understand this reference is because I don't know who James Coco is. You
3: know, James Coco was a character actor who one might mistake for Dom DeLuise back in the day, although he didn't usually oh. have a beard. Okay, and He was famous for being a sort of a gourmand... A uh, heavyset man, if you will, okay. uh, which is terrifying when you look at him and Haas and the other fat people from the fifties and sixties, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I'm fatter than that guy." But he uh, <laughs> also there was a there was a comic strip in the seventies called The Dumplings, and it was just a very boring comic strip about a couple that were fat, <laughs> and they just didn't <laughs> mind being fat, yeah. and they made a TV show, and James Coco was the played the dad played the husband okay. in the in the dumplings and Cut. uh so in that show he's constantly shoving food in his face so i'm guessing uh. that somehow made it in there like james coco is the they're like we're going to finally take james coco down a peg <laughs> ironically team coco are the people that <laughs> that watch uh anyway continue they
1: like yeah we like stuffing our face with uh Conan O'Brien and we don't go mad. Like Homer Simpson eating donuts.
2: That that's that's kinda interesting that you don't go mad stuffing your face with the uh, Conan O'Brien's shows. Do they not go mad? Well, they have to already <laughs> be there if they're watching it. Oh no, okay. I'm watch right. an entitled Harvard
3: graduate complain that he didn't get the show he wanted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god. All right. So the clock uh hits midnight. And we get, like, this uh, fire cage come up out of the the floor, and Homer appears, but his head isn't attached, so he has to reattach it, which is kind of funny. And Mm -hmm. I love, I love, so they got Lionel Hutz, they got Phil Hartman to do this episode, and he walks through Uh the door, combing his hair with a fork, and obviously, I feel like this is a reference to The Little Mermaid. It has to be, right?
3: Mm. Also, I know Lionel
2: Hutz is poor.
3: I, yeah. I I guess it's a Little Mermaid. Uh, I mean. Because she yeah, uses I the mean,
2: fork to comb her hair.
3: She does use the fork to comb her hair. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> That's all I can sing because it's uh, yeah. three seconds.
2: There we go. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, I love I love Hutz telling Homer not to worry. Yeah. It's fantastic. Because <laughs>
1: he watched Matlock last <laughs> night. It's like, in Mr. a bar. Simpson, don't, you wor- don't worry. I watched Matlock in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it.
2: <laughs> oh, God. I love Lionel. Hutz. such a great character. He's so great.
3: Phil Hartman is the best.
2: Yeah, yes, he was. Uh, so then we get a pentagram, shows up on you the You know that he
3: played, he played Clinton on The Tonight Show. He, he did. Always yes, he did. He was the go-to Clinton.
2: Mm-hmm. Did a good job with that.
3: Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Is what you meant <laughs> to say.
2: Was he uh well, on oh, the tar-
3: did he do, did he You guys are team on... Coco. Did, That's did what he... I'm getting from this.
2: <laughs> I just, I, no, I'm team Craig Ferguson.
3: <laughs> Ferguson's a super nice guy. I actually, he did a, I went to a, a Montreal Comedy Festival and I was doing this bit called Pass the Mic where I'd have uh, comedians, celebrities just tell a joke into the mic and then pass yeah. it out of the frame as okay. if they were passing it to the next guy. Okay. And then somebody would pull it into frame and tell a joke. And so I asked him if he'd do a joke for the Tonight Show. And he goes, my boss would kill me, meaning David Letterman. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and, when, and when he appeared in the bit on no. the show, the audience, we had to edit the, uh, the bit because the audience did an applause break through the next two jokes.
2: Oh, They were wow. so happy
3: to see him do that. It was very, That's very hilarious. charming.
2: That's awesome! All
3: right, there you go. You press play on my Craig Ferguson story.
2: Yes, yes, it is. Yes, that's that's
1: good. Well, at least he was not bashing him, so that's that's good. Um, so yeah, the pentagon on the floor,
2: and we get the Grim Reaper as the judge. Because I mean, that the Grim it's Reaper.
1: The...
2: I feel like it was. I mean, I could I be didn't wrong. See him. He, was a doesn't he need it a
3: scythe? Is... Do you ever
2: see the Grim Reaper's face? Well, I mean the the, the it's a skeleton in a robe.
3: Right, but there's no scythe. He's got. If he's gonna reap, he needs something to reap with.
1: Yeah, the gavel. He, yeah. he turned his ga. He's turned his scythe into a gavel.
3: Oh, okay. I must have missed that. <laughs> it
1: was. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, was off fly. camera. Yeah, yeah, it was off camera. <laughs> As he appeared, yes.
2: Yeah, so uh, so uh, the Court of Infernal Affairs is now in order. Oh, boy. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the ground rules, uh, you get a bathroom break every half hour, which the devil agrees to, and the jury will be selected by the devil, which Hutz agrees to and then realizes his error, <laughs> but uh, he's already agreed, so the devil devil Flanders is like, Nope, uh, you've already agreed to it, I'm going to pick the jury now. Yep, and so we get the jury of the damned.
1: Uh, Benedict Arnold,
2: Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon. Hey, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did a favor for you, which obviously is a reference to Watergate. Uh,
3: No, that is not a favor. (laughs) It must have been something else, because Watergate did not go go well for...
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he got to resign. He didn't get impeached. See, history is one of those
3: things that they write about in books. Which you can find at the gift shop at a.
2: <laughs> oh, he
0: got
3: to resign. Oh, what an honor!
2: Thank you. Well, devil. he didn't get impeached. Well, he didn't get to. He didn't get impeached and prosecuted like he All should right. have been. Anyways,
1: uh, John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the pirate, and John Dillinger, and also the starting line <sighs> of on the 1976 uh-huh. Philadelphia Flyers.
2: Yep. Although the colors they are shown in were blue and white, uh, but they're, right. I wonder if it's because of the background maybe, because um, their, their colors are orange and black for anybody who's not a hockey fan or doesn't know anything about the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, but I'm wondering if they went with the blue and white because of the background. Maybe. I grew up
3: in Philly. I went to games. I'm no, sorry. They for didn't you. Want to get, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more copyrighted than a, um, than a, uh, a,
2: oh, that's true.
3: Professional sports uniform.
2: They and they just were taking work. a shot at it, but
3: they were the broad street bullies. They like were. they were the broad street bullies. They were famously the roughest team yep. in hockey, and you know, yep. like on their trading cards, like uh, Dave Schultz, their uh, enforcer on the team, has like bruises and missing teeth <laughs> in his trading card <laughs> photo. It's unbelievable. Uh, they were just. Hilarious. I once saw him go over the glass. I was at a game with my parents, and I saw this guy was drunk and up against the glass oh, in, the, um, you know, in the crowd, and he's yelling at Schultz as Schultz is in a fight, and then he reaches <laughs> over the glass and grabs Schultz's <gasps> hockey stick, Oh wow. and Schultz just climbs over the glass and beats the shit out of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was terrifying. Like, I did how not really the, enjoy t- hockey after that.
2: How tall was the glass in the 70s?
3: It was well. This is on the side, not in the, not behind the net, but on the, you know, like that little area between the penalty box and the tall glass. And okay, I mean, you got a, you know, you got a six foot six, two (laughs) hundred and forty pound dude wearing skates on his feet, beating somebody up, (laughs) and they pulled the guy out, and it turns out the guy was, you know, it says on the ticket that you can't interfere with the game, you know, that puts you completely in the wrong. So, but that was awful, and that's who they were. It's like even their. You know, they all, they, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess Bernie Perrant, the, uh, the goalie was the only one who didn't <laughs> get in any fight. Even though the,
2: even though the goalie was part of the, 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 the lineup of the damned. Yeah.
3: Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> that is yes, true. he
1: was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Marge gives Blackbeard a high chair, which was the only chair left. And he's like, this chair be high, says I.
3: <laughs> yeah. They just have to get that. Ooh, it reminds me of, are you guys excited for uh, Our Flag Means Death? Which is the Taika Waititi pirate TV show that's coming to uh, Disney.
1: No, it's gonna be good. Um, man, I usually think I follow Disney Plus pretty well. I guess I haven't heard that one.
3: Oh, it's going to be good. good.
1: All right, I'll keep an eye out that. I, I do like uh, the newer Disney Plus shows have actually been relatively good. So.
3: Hmm. And with good. that endorsement, you're going to make it right onto the back of the... Uh, DVD <laughs> Stephen Slancy says yeah the late, later ones have been okay alright uh... wow. so you're like like the rest of the world you're like yeah baby Yoda he's okay hey, I, dude, we're not I excited actually, by that I book of boba fett it. maybe you know i'll watch it if i have if it's on
2: <laughs> it's on if it's, it's i don't think I, so. I was gonna say i don't think kids get that reference andy <laughs> yeah. i get that reference yeah. but i don't think on. the kids these days get that reference <laughs> if it's on i'll watch it uh,
1: um and so i i do like Hutz. he's like uh <laughs> he's like the dictionary Webster's dictionary defines uh, uh, an agreement as an unbreakable under the law unbreakable <laughs> <laughs> and the, God he's like, uh, can I use the restroom? <laughs> okay yeah he's then, the,
3: <laughs> the worst lawyer of all time.
2: Yes, it's fantastic
1: but but he is a hundred percent on all his cases. he's never lost a case. worst lawyer ever but he never loses. I didn't know then. Yeah, take a look. I think he
2: stu- i am pretty sure he stumbles into his victories by <laughs> go pure go coincidence. Go back
1: and look. He is the worst lawyer in the Simpsons history, but he has never lost a case. <laughs> okay,
3: well, good to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, if you ever want a good lawyer, go for Hutz. Uh, and so they, uh, so about as Homer's about to be sentenced to uh, t- eternity in hell, Marge shows the jury a photo album. Of Homer in the emergency room after he ate the entire wedding cake at their wedding.
2: Before the wedding.
1: Or before the, yes. Well, at the wedding, before the wedding, yes. Same thing. Um, mm. But
3: I like how Blackbeard. No, had... no. You see, when you're at something...
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. Before you're not same there. Same thing. But you're still...
3: Pre-op, happening. operation, same thing. <laughs> Pre-game show, game. Same yeah. thing. Same yeah. thing. Uh, but
1: Blackbeard <laughs> looks at the back of Margin Homer's wedding photo. He's like, "Tis some kind of treasure map." And then <laughs> Benedict Arnold goes, "You idiot! You can't read!" I tis true. My debauchery was my way of compensation, <laughs> or compensating.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: Just to uh, look into the psychology behind Blackbeard's failure as a reader.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he too um, needs to go to a museum to find books. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like the endorsement thank you I'll take You're that Uh so uh
1: so obviously Homer pledged to soul to Marge so we uh, so we can keep it but Flanders turns Homer's head into a donut for uh, you know all of all uh, of eternity as a reminder as a reminder of uh, screwing over Devil Flanders <laughs> and I like to point out that this was one of Funko's uh Funko Pops, which both me and my brother have. That is a fantastic Funko Pop. As as is Devil Flanders. As is Devil Flanders. Is the the Funko Pop
3: missing pieces where he's eaten them already?
1: He it is, yes. And he's actually holding a piece of his head in his hand.
3: Hmm. Well, if I was if that was available for sale on eBay, I know I would pay top dollar for it. Isn't that what you guys are going for here?
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm not selling it. I'm just saying Funko, when when Funko makes Simpsons Pops lately, they are very selective and they do some of the best pulls for their Funko Pops.
3: Not the best. Some of the best.
1: Some of the best. Well, I mean, obviously Funko has- Disney
3: Plus is pretty good. (laughs) Funko Pop, I give them a B (laughs) minus.
2: (laughs) Oh. God. I all right. I, so uh, I love how Homer, you know, as Steve said, keeps eating himself and he's like, oh, time to go to work. And Lisa's like, I wouldn't go out there if I were you. And the entire Springfield Police Department is waiting for Homer to leave his house because as the reference is, all cops love donuts.
1: He's got to leave his house sometimes, boys.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, they just will never, ever let that
2: trope nope. go. Nope. 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 Never. No, they will not. So kind. now so now we go back to uh, Bart uh, looking at paintings, and he's like, the school bus? Oh, they must mean the ghoul bus. And then Lisa comes in a frame, nope, they mean the school bus. And so Bart's right like, here. well, going to school can be pretty scary.
3: <laughs> mm, thank you, Common.
2: Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, and so this episode is Terror at 5, uh, five and a half feet. I almost said 5,000 and a half feet. But no, Terror at 5 and a half feet. And this is a parody of the Twilight Zone episode, Nightmare at 20,000 feet, which mm-hmm. I, I feel starring, like I've seen a starring William Shatner.
3: That is correct.
2: Oh, I did not know that.
3: A young William Shatner. Yes. And then in the movie, it was John Lithgow.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: No, William Shatner, uh, yeah, takes place on a plane where he sees a uh, fuzzy-looking gremlin Bigfoot-looking thing out on the wing. (laughs) I I, I really can't tell what that is. Was it supposed to look more like a Bigfoot? Like, Was that kind of what they were going for? It was
3: just a gremlin. It was somebody's idea of what a gremlin was. Gremlins were, in World War II, They would just, because they were building, you know, 150 planes a day or some crazy number. And these pilots would take them up and they would have mechanical failures and all kinds of weird things would happen. And there just was no, they didn't know the cause. They would always say it was gremlins, that some Uh... mysterious weird force was actually. So this, you know, the terror at 20,000 feet was bringing that idea to life. And, of course, only one person could see it, so everyone thought he was crazy, (laughs) which is a very Rod Serling, paranoia, you know, uh, Philip K. Dick-style, you know, paranoid story to
2: get you into the science fiction. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this episode starts on the school bus with uh, Milhouse and Bart looking at uh, the version 8 of Krusty Trading Cards. Uh, the trading cards they look at are Krusty visits relatives in, a, in, in Annapolis, Maryland, <laughs> and Krusty poses for a trading card photo, <laughs> which is fantastic. I love that. Um, it's
3: very close to one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time, which is they're at the library, and Bart opens the latest uh, Where's Waldo? And oh, it's a picture yeah. of Waldo, and he goes, Oh, man, he's not even trying anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, that's that's oh, fantastic. That's so good. And, uh, so, uh, Bart, you know, Chris is like, oh, they're not trying anymore. Bart's like, well, at least you got the gum. And, uh, I remember getting baseball cards as a kid and the gum coming with it and it being awful.
1: Just hard as yeah. a rock and yeah, yeah, breaking into thousands of pieces in your mouth.
2: And Milhouse, you know, tries to eat the gum and he's like, oh, it cut my cheek. <laughs> I don't remember having the gum cut me on, like, on the inside of the cheek, but I remember it not being great. I still don't know Well, this is the
3: case of an animated show taking something to an extreme.
1: Yeah. That is true. I just, what was Topps even thinking when they decided it? Was it just to get children to buy baseball cards? Because I feel like baseball, you know, as America's pastime, most kids would probably buy the cards without the gum. Or is that not really the case?
3: Well, it's always, I think it was just part of the evolution. Now you buy, you know, Pokemon cards just in a pack. You don't, it doesn't come with gum. But no, back but that, back in the day, yeah. the first baseball cards were on the back of cigarettes, a little cigarette pack. So like the Honus mm-hmm. Wagner card was on a cigarette uh, package. Um, And then there would be, you know, on baseball cards, they would have them, you would cut them out of the back of a cereal box. But they always seemed to come with something. So oh, okay. this was the, you know, in the Fleer uh bubble gum company was also that was our philadelphia version of uh tops
1: oh okay, cut yeah great
3: going to my grandparents always you could smell gum for about 15 (laughs) blocks before you got there and on the way back in in overbrook it's awesome the gum was not good but it was awesome
2: so uh so in the uh in the uh so the wheel on the bus is like spinning but it's like loose and the mm-hmm. wheel falls off and the bus is about to crash into a semi when Bart wakes up as we fe- as we see it, it was all just a dream. And I love how he like feels his bed and he's like, God, I hope that's sweat. <laughs> uh,
1: little kids and uh, waking up, uh, having an accident in their bed.
2: I mean, he could have sweat through that dream. I've done that before. Now, granted, that's usually been like a fever dream where I'm sick or I've sweat a lot, but. Not, not, I'm gonna let know. you
3: guys have this one. I'm just you guys go right on ahead. Explore uh, that having accidents, uh, <laughs> sweating.
2: Uh, Love to hear it. Well, what I've drank. Too I'll just much. continue um, <laughs> with charming
3: stories about bubblegum factories.
2: <laughs> um, so you know, Bart is freaked out. So now it's the next morning. Bart is freaked out about his dream, and uh, he comes downstairs, and Lisa's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I, you know, had it. I had a vision about my death." And, you know, this kind of reminded me of uh, the movie Final Destination.
1: I know. That's kind of what I was going for, too. The whole dream, waking up, and then something real actually transpiring after. after was the final?
3: Had Final Destination come out at this point?
1: No. no, no, no. Final Destination was, it was definitely when I was still in high school, so probably 99, 98, 99 is, I think, when it came out.
3: Yeah, yeah. It always just yeah. bugs me when it, you call something, like put the word final in the title and then there's like four sequels. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, God. So, uh, so you know, Marge gives him a bowl of cereal or bowl of something and he's about to eat and Homer comes in, blows an air horn and he's like, and he's wearing a life jacket. And he has other life. He's like, Marge, look at all this great stuff I found at the marina that some guy just left in his boat. <laughs> Homer that is called uh thievery and uh that's a well in this case it's probably a misdemeanor cuz the items probably don't even total up to like 50 bucks but uh oh that was
3: crazy. wow you really thought this through <laughs> i'm just thinking about the uh opening title shot where there is no marina like <laughs> what marina is he at at springfield
1: well if if you remember cape well they were no, at, Cape fear cape that's it fear was out of town i guess yes well they have the Springfield. See that's what that's the thing we haven't gotten to yet in the Simpsons. So so the Simpsons are on some sort of water because in later episodes there's a boardwalk, there's a pier, there's something within Springfield where they have
2: Oh yeah, cuz Marge almost dri- does are like uh Homer I think was driving in the car and it like kind of got away from him and he only he almost drove it into a lake. Yeah. So I mean, and then That's
3: true there's lakes there. There's always they're always yeah. out there in the woods. Also, you you can't have a nuclear nuclear power plant without water. You need to be on the water. Well, yeah, that's
2: where they found cases.
1: Blinky. Yeah, there's the stream off of the nuclear power plant. But I don't know if that was necessarily a lake. That was more of a river.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a marina there. Although if there's marinas in um, like Portland, Oregon. That's yeah. a river.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I think it holds up.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so uh,
3: You guys will defend <laughs> the show to the death if I come up you with anything. Right. And yet you're like, now how could, a, how could gum cut your cheek?
2: <laughs> uh, so uh, Lisa and Bart uh, head out to the bus and Bart gets on the bus and he sees uh, Skinner riding the bus.
1: Yeah. He's like, hello Simpson, I'm riding the bus today because mother hid my car keys to punish me for talking to a woman on the phone. She was right to do it.
2: Oh, the Psycho reference. Love it.
3: Did, Cause did that happen in Psycho?
2: It doesn't happen in Psycho, but uh, they've referred to Skinner as uh, Norman Bates before. So I mean, his mother is
3: modeled like, after the dead body at the end of yes. Psycho. That's true.
2: So I feel like this is kind of like that that reference. I, I don't know what the actual reference is, but I, in my brain, it's it's a Psycho reference.
1: Yeah, between Norman Bates and his mother, yeah. I mean... Kind of makes sense.
2: Um, so uh, Lisa informs the kids to be extra nice to Bart today uh, because, you know, Bart's a little shaken up by his dream. And, you know, the kids just laugh at him. And Jimbo's like, where's your diaper, baby? And he pants Bart in front of the kids. And uh, Martin's like, oh, thank God. Bart's taking the heat off me for my shirt, which reads Wang Computers. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Real oh,
3: computer okay. company, by the way. Yes. That was, was it really? When I first got to MTV, in fact, when this episode was on, I was using a Wang VS terminal at MTV probably. Oh, wow. Uh, which would, they were all connected together. The only problem was that it, you didn't have to sign into your terminal. So people would just sit at your terminal and write a crazy email to everyone at Viacom. <laughs> 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 it was an odd place.
1: So did Wang have their own operating system or was it Microsoft based? Yeah,
3: Wang VS. Wang oh. VS was very similar to Unix and was you know, it was all cursor based.
1: Oh
2: okay. Okay.
3: Prompter based.
1: Okay. Didn't last.
3: <laughs> yeah, they didn't have vision. But I they know. had a cool name. It really Uh, stuck out in the marketplace. Oh,
2: boy. Um, So Bart looks out the side of the window and he sees a gremlin on the side of the bus starting to tear up the bus.
1: Yes. Yeah. And Bart, you know, wants Milhouse to look out the window. But uh, Milhouse was uh, not doing it because it'll leave him open to wedgies, wet willies, and even the dreaded rear Admiral. Which... That's funny. I've
3: never heard it called a rear admiral, but I'm um, guessing I—that's sort of a. It's not the atomic wedgie. Yes. Do you know a man sure. was killed by his father in a? They were fighting, and the father gave him an atomic wedgie, and it choked him to death. They couldn't get the elastic band off of his neck in time, and he died.
2: True
1: is that story. is that one of those fake stories like Kevin Smith uh, on the airplane? <laughs> the guy was uh, jacking off and. <laughs>
2: Uh, It's a family show. And they
1: wanted to know if he finished, or is that actually a true story?
3: (laughs) That's probably that sounds truer than the one I told. But the one, let me see, man killed by atomic wedgie. Here we go. This was Oklahoma man pleads guilty in atomic wedgie death, May fourteenth, twenty-fifteenth. Bradley Davis, thirty-four, pleaded. Oh, he killed his dad with. It was the son killed the dad with the atomic wedgie. Jeez. You don't want to mess with that atomic stuff.
2: No, no you do not. No.
1: So uh, Bart tells Otto, you know, about the gremlin on the side of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Otto, you got to do something. There's a gremlin on the side of the bus. And he looks at his Hans Moleman driving an AMC gremlin in the next lane. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, no problem. Problemo, Bart, dude. I'll get rid of it. And then Otto, you know, Otto rams Moleman off the road. And I like how he doesn't hit the tree, yet his car still explodes.
3: Yeah, it's a yeah, gremlin.
1: It's a gremlin. Yeah. Yeah. If
3: it were a pinto, it would have been a sharper joke, but that wouldn't have worked with the whole. Uh, we <laughs> yes. needed a gremlin.
1: Well, I yeah. just I I do like the Simpson and their flop car references, like when Homer's chasing Ned Flanders. I think that episode's actually coming up. Homer's love Flanders when Homer's chasing uh, Rod, Todd, Maude, and everyone down the road. And uh, the Todd is like, "Step on it, Dad. I can't. It's a Geo." Wow. So I yeah, like...
3: that's when you're just like, you know what, sponsors, you can go go to hell. I'm just gonna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do like that the Simpsons do make fun of really poorly made car companies. Um, and yes. So, uh,
3: it's Bart just Tuck- one. It's just one of the three things to love. About the Simpsons.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bart tells everyone there's a monster on the side of the bus, and uh, everyone gets up to look at it. Even Otto gets up to go check. <laughs> and Milhouse is like, "Shouldn't be ride- driving the bus?" Oh yeah, sorry. And then runs back to the uh, the steering wheel. Um, and then we cut to space where King and Kodos are in their uh, spaceship, uh, making fun of Bart being frightened of a creature that doesn't exist. Um And I love the laughing bit Because I never know if they're doing it To extend an episode <laughs> Or just to do it as a running gag um, cause they I think the first
3: thing bit. they did it was to extend the episode And so yes, they just yes, continue to, Continued to
1: yeah. Gag, could, yeah. Um, and then we see the gremlin up here You know, starting to rip apart the ship And I've watched this episode so many times And now I'm trying to remember if I, that gremlin was always there in the episode, and I was gonna take out my VHS tapes that have all my Trials of Horrors episodes on <laughs> it and watch it to see if it was actually there. And I'm sure it was. My guess is it had to have been.
3: Are you having like a, a Mandela effect <laughs> moment? I he am. might be. Like he I is. honestly,
1: like I remember them laughing. I remember the shot where they go to space and they're laughing at Bart, but I can't remember the gremlin <laughs> on the side of the sh- on the side of the ship.
0: Yeah.
3: Well just you know, think about it this way. Do you think anybody wants to spend the money to go back and change an already extremely successful <laughs> episode of a show to and then every version of it? Probably um, not.
1: Well, no. I mean they went back and changed Star Wars, they went back and changed Indiana Jones.
3: Yeah, but you know why they did that? George Lucas <laughs> I crazy. was writing a script with John Melius, who was a who had written the final draft of Star Wars and Jaws and a bunch of movies. And he also wrote Conan and directed it. He's a big Hollywood guy. And he um, said that George went back and changed just enough of those movies so that he could release them as original uh, movies and not have to pay all the people that had a piece of them. So that was one reason for going back and changing them.
2: That makes sense.
3: But also, you know, he was in the digital age and he was at the forefront of digital animation, so he was able to you know, re-envision a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, John Milius aside, he re envision all these scenes that he couldn't really make in the, with the technology of the time. So with The, the Simpsons, the technology didn't really change. <laughs> and huh. so I think that it probably was this. I think the, the, the Gremlin was there.
1: Okay. yes. Um, so, yeah, Skinner comes to Bard because, you know, he heard there was a child using his imagination <laughs> and he wanted to put a stop to it. <laughs> goddamn children using their imaginations um and That's so th- then they stop and pick up Willie because uh, his uh, mule wouldn't walk in the mud so he had to put 17 bullets in him
2: <laughs> seems <laughs> seems a little excessive Willie
1: um and so now uh millhouse uh,
3: otherwise Willie being the the modicum of uh being the paragon of all things uh normal and not extreme <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> is quite insane.
2: Yes, he is.
1: Um, so Milhouse goes to sit with Uder um, because, you know, he can't sit with Bart anymore. And uh, uh, Uder has a bag of Joy Joy Mit Iodine. Um, yet at this point, it's kind of funny because he's not called Uder. He's actually referred to as that foreign exchange student.
3: But they yes. call him Uder in the episode, they don't do. they? They do,
1: yeah. Towards after end, this. After this, yeah. Yeah.
3: But he's referring to the fact that Germans... Like, he's based on Augustus Gloop from, uh, yes. Will, yes. you know, Willy Wonka, yep. but the Germans have all this, I had German neighbors growing up, and they would have things like, would you like some, and then they would say some <laughs> preposterous name, and I'm like, what is it? And they're like, it's licorice with, like, 360 milligrams of sodium in it. And I'm like, sure, I'll take some. And you're like, right, drinking, you know, gallons of water for the next few days, you can see into the future, you're just like, ah, I'm scared.
1: He's so awful. I've heard for a lot of foreign countries and their candy is just so m- more complex than here in America.
3: Mm, that's because they do it wrong. USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh. And so Bart gets uh, uh, tied down um, and Uter sits next to Bart. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's like, would you like a look of my kind uh, of now? I can't remember the name of it. Um,
2: <laughs> God, My I... German lickable pop thing. Yeah.
1: And he licks it and he's like, It's like, well, now that we're friends, would you mind untying me? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, sure. And so he unties Bart and uh tries to go get the emergency flares, but uh Jimbo actually has them and he's stuffing them into Martin's shorts. Um, and Bart, you know. Martin short the... is in the episode? Martin <laughs> shorts, yes. <laughs> uh, um and uh, goes and grabs uh, one of them out, but one of the emergency flares falls out. So Bart obviously needs to put it back because yep. it's got to be there. And yep. uh, so Bart opens up the window, and uh, you know pulls the emergency release, and you know the the, the the pressure, the pressure, like getting sucked out, is obviously in reference to the episode from uh, Twilight Zone where you know the just the rushing they're on a plane yeah yes but this is just
3: a bus and it's a it's a (laughs) it's a sea level assuming it's sea level because there's a marina nearby yeah, and it's for some reason the pressure is equal to that of an airplane
2: it's crazy it's it's amazing um i love i love the fact that uh as this is all happening homer just Drives by and (laughs) says hi to Bart. The random appearance of Homer, Mm -hmm. and
1: then he blows his uh, horn again too. (laughs) He still has his Marina stuff.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was that was great. So you know, Bart is like flailing out the window, and uh, Skinner and Willie are trying to pull him back in. And Skinner's like, "Pull harder!" and Willie's like, "I'm doing all the pulling." (laughs)
3: You bet. And then he calls him some Scottish. Yeah, you know, some put down referencing his manhood.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. And so Bart is able to hit the gremlin with the flare which knocks the gremlin off the bus and he rolls and gets hit by Flanders and uh, so Flanders gets out and he's like, oh, it's a little weird creature and uh, he takes his coat and he wraps the gremlin in it and the gremlin's like trying to claw him and Flanders like, oh, he's trying to claw my eyes out and he like hugs the gremlin you see the face and the gremlin's like what do I do? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so, is so good. nice. Yeah, I do
3: like the character design of the Gremlin. It's very Doctor yes. Susie.
2: Yes, I did like the the character design as well. Um, and so now we're at the school, and the the bus is just all scratched up. The wheel is like falling off. Look and at the bus.
1: I was right. I tell th- you, I was right. Right or wrong, sc- your behavior was still disruptive, young man. <laughs> Perhaps spending the remainder of your life in a madhouse will teach you some manners. <laughs> and uh, then Nelson does his ha-ha. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, they put Bart in the uh, ambulance for the New Bedlam Institute.
1: Mental hospital.
2: Mental hospital. Thank you. And the uh, as the ambulance drives away, Bart is like, oh, now I can get some rest. But the gremlin appears at the window and he has cut off Flanders' head. And Flanders like... Hello Bart or whatever. Heidily ho Bart. Yeah. So that's how that's yep. uh that's uh Do You that know that the you great. know
3: the word bedlam means madness and craziness. Yes. Um and it actually comes from there was a hospital uh in the fourteen hundreds in London, uh the Saint Mary of Bethlehem. And okay. uh, they its nickname was Bedlam and it's where they would take the the crazy folks, and that's where we get the word bedlam. So just a fun little aside for you. Okay. You know, facts don't always have to be amusing or even interesting.
2: Oh, well, that was that was interesting. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um. So now we get we get to the final story. Bart passes by some more paintings. Um. The last one he passes by is Bart behind an apple, which is, uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this name, but Mar- Magritte. 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 Uh, yeah. It's so, yeah. uh, Magritte. 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 Okay. Uh so have never I seen those there. paintings
3: with a, there's a floating a man's like usually men in bowler hats and and Savile Row suit with an apple floating over their head or in front of their face. Yep,
2: maybe. Yeah. I probably you have. Know. Uh this is uh Paul this Simon uh... wrote
3: a song about it.
2: Just, you know, <laughs> okay. there's a song
3: even. Okay. Can... I'm trying to find a way <laughs> in for you guys to actually expose yourself a little bit to art.
2: Yeah, hey, like, arch. I've seen it. Uh, so this is, uh, the self portrait, the son of man. Uh, we Mm -hmm. get Lisa playing the saxophone, which is, uh, uh, based off Picasso's three musicians and the Mm -hmm. final one, the most famous painting of all that we have all seen dogs playing poker. (laughs) (laughs) And Bart's like, it's like, it'll drive a man insane. And Homer comes in and he's like, they're playing poker. (laughs) And like, he just goes crazy. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then Bart is like, well, we had a tale, but it was so twisted that we just decided to throw something together with vampires.
1: Enjoy! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we get Bart Simpson's Dracula, which is obviously going to be a parody of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: Directed by Uh, Francis Ford 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 Coppola
1: Coppola. Coppola. Yep. Starring... Oh, what's his Canoe, name?
3: Keanu, Keanu, uh Winona Ryder, and um, you know what's his name from? Um, oh, uh, Brad,
2: Pitt? Brad
3: Pitt. No, not Brad Pitt. No, no. You know the who it is who played Dracula? Yeah. Plays him at all the Gosh. different ages. Uh, oh my God! Did you ever see um, True Romance? He plays the drug dealer. He's uh, plays Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight series. Oh. Yeah. Oldman, there, we go. there we go. I couldn't. I could not pull that one up. Sorry.
1: I knew I was going to get one of those movies. You said. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, uh, he's in that painting in that museum. Just uh-huh. kidding. That would. Uh-huh. That was not a reference I would have used.
1: Yeah. No. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, the picture of uh, we also uh, see the picture of the boat in the living room is replaced by the dogs playing poker in the Simpsons living room. When we get yes. our first shot. So that's, uh, remember, I think, it's, did, um, did they sell that painting, the boat painting, in the last episode?
2: At well, the, she tried uh, to. We don't, she, don't know if she did.
1: I think she did because they replaced it by the dog painting. <laughs> this is
2: non-canon, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's also,
3: end. it's mise-en-scène. It's where you take, for example, you might tilt up to see a clock and then dissolve to another clock in another room and tilt down and you're somewhere else. It's a connecting uh, element, visual right. element. Yes.
1: Yes. All right. Very so cinematic. Get, yeah. <laughs> so we get uh, Kent Brockman on the news talking about another person having his blood sucked out of him, uh, and a cape with Dracula found on it was at the scene. <laughs> <laughs> who I wonder who it, it is. Uh, Chief Wiggum obviously thinks we're dealing with mummies because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And they have the uh, have the Egyptian wing at the uh, museum <laughs> destroyed. <laughs>
2: yeah. I love how Eddie throws in a picture of the Mona Lisa Into the fire yes, that's, that Eddie they show a
1: copy of the Mona Lisa into the fire After Chief Wiggum orders yeah. the Egyptian wing uh, destroyed
3: It's much <laughs> bigger than the actual Mona Lisa too Which really bothers me Yeah, it's like a, Mona yeah. Lisa's pretty small
1: Isn't it? Oh, almost okay. like a 10 by 12 or something like No, it's bigger little, than that Oh, is it a little bit bigger than that?
3: Yeah It's yeah. not as big as a Unless for some reason, I just haven't been noticing the character design, and Eddie is much, much smaller than I thought he was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could be that, too. No. Nope. Um, so Lisa explains, the police are wrong. We're looking for a vampire. Which Homer says, oh, they're just make-believe. Like elves, gremlins, and Eskimos.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, can't I can't make like that joke f- anymore.
2: Uh, I do like the fact that Lisa calls, uh, she's like, no Nosferatu. Uh what was the other one? It's like it started with a D.
1: Um, I know she did say Nosferatu, but yeah, I don't yeah. I can't remember any of the other
3: It's Vlad the Impaler, uh Nosferatu. What are some of the other by the way, you just you know, Eskimo is now an off limits word. You can't put that in the show. Oh, you can't? No. Okay.
1: what
2: are they called now?
3: Well, there's the Inuits and then yeah. there's the oh. different tribal names and the Eskimo was given because it became a catch-all for a bunch of different, uh, you know, First Nations, and uh, you know, they supposedly we you can't. I mean, it's on our can't use it list.
2: Huh? Interesting.
1: <laughs> yep, I guess the that one didn't age well with the, with the with the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. Uh so uh, we also learned that By- Burns buys the Springfield Blood Bank, and <laughs> when he appears <laughs> on screen, he has blood coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Precious blood. Because obviously vampires do own the uh, blood bank industry.
3: <laughs> <They're> just,
1: yeah, <laughs> they do. Uh, that's ever, that's you, what's you've, behind you've it. Never seen Blade. Yeah. Yeah. They that's
3: true. Do. Or True Blood. Yeah. Oh. Which really, I'm sorry. Might, there's a lot of fans out there, but boy, that show.
1: <laughs> Sucky. Yeah. Um, so I so now now uh, Burns invites the Simpsons because um, I'm guessing he's inviting everyone from the power plant to uh, his country home in Pennsylvania.
2: <laughs> Obviously, a reference to Transylvania. Yes,
1: although I think oh. like Pennsylvania is a
2: lot more scarier. I don't know is Pennsylvania more uh, uh, scarier than Transylvania, Andy? I
3: told you about the Broad Street Bullies story. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: i've been to pittsburgh i didn't i wasn't scared no
3: if you ain't scared in pittsburgh you're either stupid or what is this oh there's a i'm not gonna get the line right continue Uh, um,
1: so so i like how as they're driving there you know marge's like lisa stop being so being so suspicious did everyone wash their necks like mr burns asked (laughs) Because, you know, you don't want to have, Burns doesn't want to get some sort of disease from your neck while biting it.
2: No, I like how Homer's like, I sure did. And he has a rag that's basically all black. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Uh,
3: I love that when they make fun of his terrible hygiene. Isn't there an episode where, like, he drives by a, like, a (laughs) rendering plant. And everything in the plant's like, what is that smell?
1: Yep. yep. Yep, that's why I think the, we already uh, did that episode. We did that episode. It's when they were hunting for their permanent house. When they needed a bigger house and one of the houses that they looked at was right by, by the pork rendering plant.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. And Homer Homer likes the smell cuz obviously. And uh, but yeah, they yep. go, they go to the plant and you know, what's was that smell? Um, <laughs> but yeah, as the Sim- but as the Simpsons pull up to the castle, you see an image of Burns appearing in the sky and that's just Dracula. Presenting his uh, what what's his not his shadow but his uh likeness or I guess I what is that called I guess I don't know what that's called
3: I'm I'm lost what is he who who yeah. is it Bart
2: what no no Burns, burns, uh, has burns. His,
1: like his like a uh, kind of like a Batman signal in the sky but it's...
2: yeah there's a projection of Burns in the sky as they're pulling up to the castle
3: <laughs> oh okay no that's his reference to uh, in the um, Bram Stoker's Dracula that the clouds. Yeah. You kind of see an image of him looking down, like it's just all portents. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so it's not actually his image; it's the clouds. No. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, and so Homer rings the doorbell, um, and it tells uh, the Simpsons to come. Maybe in. it
3: is the bat signal to come. I mean, that'd be a funny premise that <laughs> it's he's a bat, yeah, right? Yeah. That's
1: the only thing. Yeah. That's why I kind of thought that. But obviously, your, the cloud thing came from obviously the movie. But I was thinking it was more of a bad signal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he also says uh, to also says more victims for his army of the dead.
2: <laughs> Smithers like, sir, you have to uh, take the your finger off the button. button. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. and so and then uh, Burns is like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. But they cut out the word bitch because. I don't think you can Um, say
1: that on Fox yet.
2: No. Um, And so the door is open. The Simpsons walk in and Burns materializes on the stairs. Um, And Burns is wearing like a red dress and his hair is, you know, he looks like Dracula. And uh, I love the fact that uh, and obviously his shadow has a life of its own. And he and it like as Burns is walking, the shadow is doing its own thing. And, uh, you know, he also has uh, pointy fingers like Nosferatu. Um, and I do like the fact that, you know, as they're talking Burns is like, he walks away and the shadow stays on the wall and it, it plays with a yo-yo. You yep. know? Yeah. yeah. That was great. It
3: just, is taking it to the next level. It's yeah. pretty funny.
2: Yeah. I was kind
1: of, was... I was kind of looking at it. I know where comedy can always be subjective and where it comes from, but it kind of reminded me of, Dra- of Mel-, Mel Brooks when he did Dracula dead and loving it. And oh, yes. Leslie Nielsen's, know walks away and his shadow does a similar thing so i don't know if dracula dead and loving it Mm. or mel brooks took that specific Mm. thing from the simpsons since i think dead and loving
2: it came out before this episode no it was 95. oh okay so i'm just
3: gonna let you guys go just don't know (laughs) who renee McGreed is but you are arguing over the finer points of Dracula dead and loving it.
2: Uh, so Lisa Lisa asks Homer if he's no if he noticed anything weird and Homer I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. This is a Homer quote. Don't get angry at me, but he says Burns hair looks queer. Um yeah, it didn't really age well and Burns like I heard that and Homer just blames Bart.
3: But you know, he's saying like you know, in the sense of a, uh, you know, uh, old-fashioned story using the word to mean odd and strange. Okay. I don't think it's a sexual reference at all. Or okay. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not defending it because you can uh, say it now. You know, you're right. Yeah.
2: But, you know. Um, and so, uh, so they now they're Maybe sitting down for... I don't know. Was, I don't Robert, know.
1: it was the style at the time.
2: <laughs> it was the style at the time. Uh, uh, so now they're sitting down to dinner, and it, they, they got the big. Long I'm not defending table. it, by the way.
3: I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I'm you know, I maybe that was. A, I, who knows? Yeah, that's, maybe that's why uh-huh. Conan. This was his last show. They're like, that's it, Conan.
2: <laughs>
3: one, you had two of those, in the just in that one part,
2: yeah, <laughs> Eskimos. Um, so. and- <laughs> and, and yeah, but the I don't think. Weird.
1: But I don't remember. I don't think Conan wrote this episode. I think uh, who else? Yeah, he, he just did the wraparound. He just did the wraparound. It was uh, Bill Canterbury who wrote this. Episode. Or so
3: they tell us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Canterbury re- is an
3: anagram of Conan and I don't oh, knew just, that.
2: <laughs> I was just about to go there. Uh, oh man! Uh, so now they're sitting down for dinner, and they're sitting at you know they have the long table like you would you would see in Dracula. And Homer's like, ooh, punch. And Lisa's like, no, dad, that's blood. And Homer's like, aha, it's free blood. And then <laughs> drinks it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, oh, God, that's great. So then Lisa, you know, purposely spills blood on her because she's suspicious of the whole thing. And she's like, oh, Bart and I have to go wash up. And Bart's like, you didn't spill any blood on me. And she just <laughs> takes her bloody hand and just smears it on his face uh, to get him to go. And... Uh, Oh, uh, that was good. And so now they're walking down the hall after, I, I guess, washing up and they're you're snooping around the castle, house, whatever you want to call it. And Bart says, oh, Burns isn't a vampire. But even if he was, there's no way we'd stumble on his secret hiding place. And he hits a he hits a button on the wall that triggers a secret room. And it's just the laundry room, which is fantastic. I love it. I love the, the little twist there. However, they look behind them and on the wall, there's a sign that says, two secret vampire room, and then a right. sign that says, no garlic. <laughs> well, you know, those
3: little, the fixtures all over there first came into filmdom in the uh, silent French mo- depiction of Sleeping Beauty, where, the, oh. arm, where all of the fixtures were alive, like the whole castle was alive. There's okay. a little reference for you.
2: Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh so
3: <laughs> do not care. Don't care. There's a I whole world of unbelievable beauty out there that we no, do not care about. This is why we, we just Andy. watch The Simpsons, and if we don't get the reference, there's gonna be another one in ten seconds.
0: No,
1: this is but this is why we have Andy on our shows to give us all these fun facts.
2: Yes. All right. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> so, uh, so Lisa asks uh, if Bart is satisfied, and uh, so they walk down the stairs to the secret layer or the secret vampire room. And Lisa's like, "Well, Bart, are you satisfied?" And Bart's like, "Well, it's no different than the basement at Grandpa's old folks' home," <laughs> <laughs> which I've never been. I, I I I've been to an assisted living care facility. I don't think I've ever been to like a retirement home. Um, I don't know if either of you guys would know this, but do they actually? keep coffins at a retirement home no i don't think that's a thing i didn't <laughs> think that was a thing i I had to ask maybe some do i don't know they have No, they're just people are weird. people they're... are people are weird people do weird things
3: it's just another we're so horrible to grandpa we put him in a home <laughs> where they keep coffins handy <laughs> they have a i think is really what they're going for home. here yeah.
2: uh, okay And so there is a book in the middle of the room that reads, "Yes, I am a vampire" by Monty Burns and forwarded by Steve Allen. God, I love. You know who Steve
3: Allen is? That one was lost on you guys, right? Yes. Well, me. Steve Allen. Steve Allen was uh, at one time a host of the Tonight Show, but unlike Conan O'Brien, he was very popular, (laughs) and uh, he was—he had lots of different things. He was. A pianist, and a, he produced all kinds of amazing shows, like "You Were There" for PBS, where they would he would reenact all these great historical events. Just a just a great entertainer, but also he never seemed to age, and so oh. that's what this reference is to. Oh,
2: Interesting. Gotcha. Famous
3: look at, for looking young until he was dead.
1: Now, Steve Allen <laughs> was he the one that did like the Bart Simpson impersonation in that courtroom, or am I thinking someone else? No, I think. I
3: you're... mean, he might have been a voice. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've seen
2: a couple yeah. Simpsons episodes so far. Yeah. Steve and Allen, so...
3: bizarrely, in his later life, when I first moved to New York, he would just go to uh, this kind of cheesy restaurant in Times Square and sit at the piano and play, not get paid or anything, just be Steve Allen sitting wow. at this piano playing. It was crazy. Wow, it's fun. Yeah.
2: So uh, Lisa, you know, starts you know reading the book. And the coffins open and vampires get out. And Bart, you know, you know, he starts doing impressions of Shemp and Curly. And Lisa's like, yeah, yeah, Bart, I saw your impression of Shemp. And then he goes, hey, yeah, I've also seen your Curly too. And the, uh, the vampires surround him. And one puts like their hand on the book. And this obviously alerts Lisa that there's vampires in the room. So they run away. And as they're running back up the stairs, Bart notices a lever that reads super fun, happy slide. And Bart's like, well, I should do it, but I'm never going to be here again. So he pulls the lever and he slides all the way back down to the basement uh. where Burns comes and bites his neck. Uh, because as we see in the next scene, well, actually, well, when he first sees him, he's like, ah, it's the little it's uh, it's you, little boy, because <laughs> he can't remember part's name, <laughs> which is funny because he can re- never remember who Homer is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm and so but burns bites him as we see in the next scene because bart shows back up with burns you see the two puncture marks in his neck and uh bart's like I, th- nothing eventful happened as i was away <laughs> and so homer uh <laughs> and so homer mocks lisa and saying oh she you know she has dumb stories like bart is a vampire and beer kills brain cells now let's go back to that building thingy where are beds and tv is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. It's so it's good. Uh,
1: oh, it's fantastic.
3: When you set yourself up for a funny joke. It's great. Yes,
2: yeah. yes it is.
1: And so uh, we cut back to the Simpson home, and Lisa's in her bedroom, and Bart appears at Lisa's windows, uh, floating with Janie, Ralph, Millhouse, and Martin. Yep. Which and a saw.
3: reference to that shot is from
2: oh, I know this
3: The Lost Boys.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: It's a vampire movie from the yes. 90s? With, uh, that, God, you Kiefer,
2: know, the
3: Kiefer, Brat Pack.
1: Kiefer Sutherland, right?
3: It's all the Brat Pack is in it. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, they're all in there Yo. somewhere. I, I, all right, so the Lost okay. Boys. Yes. So it was Lost the Lost Boys. Thing. I'm yes. giving you a cut point here. Perfect. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, it was the Lost Boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with, you know, Kiefer Sutherland and... Um, Diane Wiest. Diane Wiest. That is yeah. a poll right there. That That would be <laughs> what sticks out to you. Corey Feldman.
2: Yeah. Corey Hame.
3: The Felt the both Coreys are in there.
2: Yes, yes they are.
3: Both of the Coreys. The two Coreys. Do you mm-hmm. never I haven't mentioned this, but probably in this show, but uh you know, we uh, for the tonight show we would sh- go and shoot Jaywalk sometimes at the Oakwoods apartments, which were sort of furnished housing for business travelers, and also it's where a lot of young people would come and stay. While they were auditioning, it's very close to Universal. You can walk down and be an extra yep. and, um, since it's been sold. But back then, it was sort of a sign of like, oh, you were trying to be an up-and-coming person or you were a business traveler. And we were shooting there. And Corey Haim comes running out of the – of the. it's not a gift shop there. It's it's a convenience store oh, uh, yeah. with a, five packs of cigarettes in his hands and starts talking to Jay. And so we talked to him for a minute. He wanted to be on the show. And he was clearly a mess, and it was really like, "Oh, this is terrible." And then this is going to be sad, so prepare yourself, start clenching. Okay. He ended up passing away three weeks later.
2: Jeez. oh, Isn't Jeez. that
3: crazy? We felt terrible, even though it, like there was nothing we could have done or yeah. anything, but it was just such an Man. odd, terrible thing. So yeah. he did not. He had a he had a rough go there. Yeah, you can cut that part out too.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. it's so, only gonna uh, be a 15 to minute
0: episode fun time. Yes. <laughs>
3: yes
1: uh so uh, Bart, uh crashes through lisa's window which they show three times and i is that still part of lost boys with that screen with the filming of that or is that just for dramatic effect
3: i don't think they got through i think you have to invite them in that That's... was the thing that kind of stuck with me it was well, Bart lived in the house. In, yeah, Bart right?
1: lives there. He doesn't have to be invited into. His yeah, but once house. you're a
3: vampire, you got to be invited in.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I believe
2: that. I believe that sequence of Bart crashing through the window where they shot it three different times is. Just, I feel like that's more of a reference to like action movies, maybe.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. It's just a trope from action movies yeah. where okay. they go to all the expense of doing an actual stunt. <laughs> they just show it three times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Homer uh, busts into the like, room tells Bart uh, not to bite Lisa. And it's like, oh, wait, Bart is a vampire. And Abe comes running in with a mallet and stings us. We need to stab him. And Marge asks, Homer, how do you know Bart's a, Bart's a vampire? At which he points at, at Abe and yells, ah, vampire! And then runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, he, he was just going to kill the boy anyway. He was going to yes. kill him anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Uh, and So uh, Bart turns into a bat and flies out the room, and uh, I like how there's the shot of Maggie
2: waving goodbye to Bart. Yes. Uh, well, back in uh, Terror of 5,000 Feet, you see Maggie playing with, like, some liquid in her bowl. I love those little, like, side oh, gags that happen. Uh, well, we remember, we asked Mike Reese when he was on
1: about the Maggie shots. And they're always saying the baby has to be doing something. We, if the baby's going to be in the scene, baby's just got to be doing something. Yeah. So it's, eh, it's, it's funny. (laughs) Maggie can't do much, but you know, just be there. Yep. Um, but they got to give her things to do. And so, uh, Marge says they have to do something (laughs) today. He's drinking blood tomorrow. He could be smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
2: Uh, smoking, Very folks, smoking
1: is definitely worse than
2: drinking people's blood. Clearly, clearly, you didn't know that the hierarchy goes smoking and then drinking people's blood, yeah. Yeah. and then drinking in general.
1: Yes. Uh, so Lisa says they have to kill the head vampire, and Homer was like, "Kill my boss? Do I dare live out the American dream?" <laughs> God,
2: that hits way too close to home. Yeah. By the way, it's way too close to home.
3: Well, I'm self-employed, was. so that would be bad.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, it would.
1: <laughs> yes. Don't commit suicide. Um, Homer, uh, so I like how they go to Burns' castle again, and Homer, you know, walking down the stairs, and Homer sees the super ha- fun, happy slide. <laughs> so, Dad, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so uh, they open up the coffin, and Homer gets ready to, you know, stake him through the heart and starts hitting him, and Lisa's like, uh Dad, that's uh his crotch. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> so God. Homer obviously does not know him anatomy very well. And then Homer's like, okay, and then he uh smashes him through the heart and uh he turns to Mush. And then he turns back into Mr. Burns for just a split second to fire Homer.
2: <laughs> Dope. That was great.
1: Don't um <laughs> And so they uh, they get back to the Simpsons house thinking, "Oh, everything's back to normal." And Abe Floats is like, "I'm a vampire." And then he falls down and uh, his teeth fall out. <laughs> oh, my keeps giving me a rash, and then just <laughs> wanders back out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, inappropriate
3: <laughs> jokes about old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so so obviously, uh, Lisa's like, "Oh, I thought we killed the head vampire." And Marge flies in. I'm the head vampire. Um, And so all the Simpsons kind of start floating up because now they're all vampires and they rush in to get Lisa and then they stop to wish everyone a happy Halloween. And then they start singing uh, the song from uh, the Peanuts special Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Even um, though there a was
3: a great pumpkin Charlie Brown special, they
1: <laughs> picked the Christmas song. I know. Yeah. But then they get the the Millhouse playing the tiny pianos, and it's a little helper on the thing like Snoopy, and it starts snowing in the background because obviously, right after <laughs> Halloween, it's Christmas season. It's, yes. I, that. Yeah. that I, my guess is that's probably there, there is
2: no there is no holiday in between. Uh, Halloween and Christmas there's nope, absolutely there, there none isn't.
1: you go to Target or Walmart or literally anywhere the day after <laughs> Halloween Christmas shit is
2: up uh, even before it's Halloween in, Christmas stuff yeah goes at Costco
3: goes. it's in It's in uh, August um, what this really tells me is that there was no way out of this sketch they're just yes. like
2: well Marge is
3: the and let's just whatever
2: <laughs> uh and Conan never wrote for The Simpsons again. <laughs> uh, so uh, yes, yeah,
1: so obviously this was a Conan joke because, right? That's a wraparound. So yeah. Um, so the, I, I like how we get the closing the closing credits of the episode, and with the music, it's a cross between the Simpsons theme song and the Adams Family theme song.
2: That was kind of dope.
1: Yeah. I, don't, uh, John, I mean, I, I'm not a musician, so I, as far as, you know, songs and putting them together go. But they did a good job mix doing a really cool mix of of putting those together. Oh,
3: Danny Elfman, we love you.
1: <laughs> was yes, that, we so do. Danny Elfman did all the music. I, mean, I guess he did all the music for The Simpsons.
3: He did the themes. I'm sure they had him involved in all that stuff because it was,
1: you know, his yeah. original
3: theme. I'm sure they asked yeah. him to help.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and that's where it ends um, with uh, some more credits. And if you guys would like to know the uh, the credits, I got some of those those fun names. So, uh, the the late in quotes the late Bill Oakley, uh, the estate of Josh Weinstein, Greg, it's alive, Daniels, uh, the dis...
3: who we all know as the as the uh, creator of the American Office.
1: Yep. Mm. Uh, uh, what was the uh, next
3: yeah he did um what's that go ahead
1: oh sorry uh the dis- no I
3: said go ahead oh. yeah you were waiting for me
1: yep the disfigured Dan McGrath and the Billis Bill Canterbury and directed by Billius Billius is that what I said <laughs> yes yes oh. it is yeah Billis Bil- Bill Canterbury and directed mm-hmm. by Dave Drybones Silverman so some.
3: Some those are some good names. names. Good Halloween yep. names.
1: Yep. yep. Very good Halloween names. So
3: evidently it's a huge pain in the neck to do those credits because you yes. have to have everything cleared with all the unions that all those guys are in <laughs> in order for them to still receive credit for the show.
1: Yeah. Now I'm thinking, don't they, and we'll, we'll know next Halloween, but I think, don't they change those names every single Halloween? Like they don't use the same names in the credits every Halloween special? I don't. They remember. might. They
3: don't. It yeah. doesn't seem like a huge lift coming up with those names, though. Like, I don't think yeah. it's like, well, that's a whole week gone by, <laughs> and we're still getting <laughs> through the. Yeah, but, it,
1: but like they, said, like it's not like they
3: do these 750, you know, Korean yeah. animators.
1: Yeah, no. I guess to my point, I guess I was wondering is if it t- if it's a pain in the ass to change the name, would you have to do that? At, if you do it once, do you have to do it again? If you kept it the same at every Halloween special, or do you have to do it? Every Halloween special,
3: I think you'd have oh, to do sure it every time just to make sure that yeah. it's all connected up.
2: Oh, yep. gotcha.
1: All right, so that was fun, guys. I, yep. I do love my Treehouse of Horrors, and we're the next string of them probably the next five to five to seven of them are just classic Treehouse of Horrors, some of my favorite episodes. So, yeah.
2: uh, this is probably, I think, so if you I think... learned
3: anything. <laughs> you learn anything it's that like the one we just did isn't that good
2: no this <laughs> i love this what one you're saying this, this, this i want to tell probably... you the next
3: one.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
3: that next don't let one me, don't, is don't, good. don't let me
2: in with steve i love this one this was probably one of my favorite <laughs> treehouse of before honestly it's one of the almost one of the best simpsons episodes i think i love personally. it i love it
3: and at this point in the show they're telling you what they're doing like they're yes. saying you know, we get this chance to take nothing seriously and really have fun and do parody and all that stuff.
2: And all the parodies are great. It. And you get some classic, you know, Simpsons lines. And it's I love this one. This is this is probably my There's favorite. There's references
3: for movie fans. There's references for museum goers.
2: <laughs> What's a <the> museum again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that place where they have all the things that are old, right? That's yeah, what I'm using, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, there's, a, a,
3: there's a couple of museum bird. references in there. The yeah. Egyptian wing, yeah. burning the Mona Lisa. Come on. Isn't that thing
1: supposed to be at the Louvre, not in Springfield? Must have been it is at
3: the Louvre. It would be very unlikely to find it at the... You'd be more likely to find it at the Springfield um, Marina.
1: <laughs> then uh, I got nothing. Yeah. All right. So no,
3: let's... then never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right guys, well let's uh let's close it out here uh for where you can find us. Um head over to uh Facebook, uh type in the Simpsons Did It Podcast, you'll find us on there. Uh be sure to if you don't listen to us to anywhere else, uh, our podcast is now linked to our Facebook account. Um so when you go to our Facebook page, you'll be able to click on the link and just listen to our podcast straight from Facebook. Uh you can head over to Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod, uh Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. Um, if you'd like to donate to our podcast, uh, we always are taking uh, donations to help us uh, do merch. Um, feel free to donate at buymeacoffee.com backslash Simpsons did it. So uh, lastly, come check out our YouTube channel where you can see all of our backlogged episodes. Um, they're front yeah, log. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> front Oh, front God. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: oh Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: now every time I say the word back, uh, Andy's gonna say forward. Yep. Yeah. So let's move forward with this podcast.
3: You <laughs> sure you You're don't want to move back? I won't, I won't respond. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fighting on that one.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, come check us out on there. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment uh, so we can read it uh, online. Um, and lastly, we have a phone number where you guys can uh, give us a phone call and uh you know just leave a voicemail uh let us know uh thoughts how we're doing or just to listen to our uh hilarious voicemail done by uh oh god J- jaden lebron yeah jaden so yeah i think i don't think you've been on since uh we've done this andy so i don't know if you know who jaden lebron is he's uh he does a lot of simpsons uh voices he he's uh... i
3: only know him from your voice message
1: okay have you listened to it that's or no um
3: Sure.
2: You haven't listened to <laughs> That's <it>? a lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure.
3: i kept I have. Typing backslash. I couldn't get to it.
1: <laughs> well, this one's a phone number, thank God. Uh you should yeah. be fine. Um, but jayden LeBron, he was on he's actually got a job working on the uh the Great North uh TV show, uh, which is kind of cool. Oh, on Fox. Yay. So uh Good check, for him. Him out, check him out on YouTube if you haven't. He's a really, really cool guy. He's been a guest on our show. Uh but uh listen to our voicemail, six one two Five eight four zero nine eight six. Check out that message. That number again. Six one two five eight four zero nine eight six.
3: Ah, there we go.
1: Uh, but yeah, check it out. The voicemail. The voicemail is really funny. It's uh, yeah. he did a really really good job. Uh, so nothing else. Listen to that. But uh, leave a voicemail, and you can hear yourself on one of our podcast episodes. Uh, so Andy, I know you have some new things that you probably like to tell people uh where they can find you and things you've done in the past uh half a year
3: let's see um sure i mean the the you bet your life with jay leno game show is on for an hour every day somewhere in your market it could be on at (laughs) two in the afternoon it could be on at 11 at night it could be on at at seven who knows it's a mystery um (laughs) and i'm you know Zeroing in, Kevin and I are doing uh, some writing together that we will announce mm-hmm. on the show sometime in the next few months. Cool. Um, and then I'm looking down the barrel of another season of game shows. So we'll nice. see what happens.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Andy, again for coming on. We always enjoy it. And uh, until next time, I'm Steve and Zombie Skolansky. And I'm Robert Bones Skolansky.
3: Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely, Andy <laughs> McKill Frisch. I was gonna have you do that one. <laughs> so until next time, this has been The Simpsons did it. <laughs>